Welcome to Pure Skin Talk for the Esthetician. After doing my other podcast, Pure Skin Talk, for about one and a half years, I decided I wanted to do something just for the esthetician. As I've said many times, I don't know everything, but I sure have learned a lot. I want to share all of it with you. Maybe it will save you time and money. I am going to be interviewing professionals and doing all I can to help you succeed. If you ever have any suggestions or questions, please email me at devin at pureskinoc.com and don't forget to follow me on social media at pureskinoc. Thank you. Okay, so today I am talking to Stephanie Lanes of Smooth Skin Supply. Since I am not a waxing expert, I thought it would be a good idea to interview someone who is so that she could provide some waxing tips and waxing stories. So welcome, Stephanie. Hello there, how are you? I'm so good, how are you? I'm great. Okay, so tell us about your esthetician story. How did you get started and uh, where you are now? Sure, so I started long, long ago, way back. I started my career in 2003, so I've been an esthetician now 16 years, and I did not go into the waxing. When I came out of school, I was a 100% facial girl. Um, I really just wanted to change lives. I kind of got that whole spiel from beauty school, how they all rope us in. And um, I wanted to really make all of the money just doing facials. It really wasn't until I got my first job, I quit my regular job, as we say, my corporate job. And I was making between 80 and 90,000. I was working in San Francisco at the time. Mm -hmm. And um, I went and got my first job at a chain, and it was pure beauty, and back then it was the old school Ulta, so that would be like the comparison to now. Okay. Um, and I was doing phenomenal with facials until the economy really changed, and waxing was really kind of my second. It wasn't really my first, mm -hmm. and I was okay. I could do brows and get away with it. Um, I could do, you know, a, a lip, a bikini. I really wasn't into super Brazilians or even body waxing. I really only focused with facials. It was funny because I remember clear as day, there was this really girl. She was so cute. She was always like, you know what? Have you heard of Brazilians? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and she said, have you done them? And I said, no. <laughs> And she's like, have you seen them done? I said, of course, I've seen it done. It's kind of scary, but I really respect you. I never want to look at you naked. Like, I would love to just stay kind of like you above and work there. And she's like, no, no, you're so, no, I totally trust you. Um, can I get one from you? No, I. I can't believe she still asked you after all that hesitation. She was very, very persistent. And I was kind of like, I, I would rather you like refer out to someone who I know does them. I know there's this gal here in San Francisco. She's great. She, this is what she does. And she's like, no, you work. So I actually worked in the financial district. So it was super easy. We were in one of four buildings. I don't know if you've ever been in San Francisco, the financial district, but there's just major four buildings. Mm -hmm. The Pure Beauty was the mall. So the mall went across all four buildings on the first floor. So she's like, no, I work in building two. It's super easy. I'll come down at lunch. And I'm like, I don't think I want to really do this. She's like, no, I'll pay you. Like, how much is it? I said, I don't know, $100. She's like, that's perfect. I'll be back. Let's make an appointment. Put it on the books. That way you won't back out. And I'm like, is she really telling me? Oh, my gosh. I said, okay, well, maybe, I guess, you know, my facials were kind of declining a little bit. I kept hearing about Brazilian waxing. At that time, Lori story was really the only one doing training, like, 
DVD style, right? Because right. back then it was DVDs. She's and actually I who I it. saw live at a yeah. trade show. Yeah. Of course. That's all but we all saw her, right? Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, no, I'm not sure. Like, she had naked men, she had yeah. naked women. I'm like, you oh, this is not going to be good. But I was like, you know what? Okay, let me just watch it a few times to see if I can memorize it. I'm very much a visual person. Mm-hmm. And I finally like worked up the nerve and got her in there. She was a little petite Asian girl. She had very little hair, you know, nothing on the thighs, nothing on the stomach, perfect triangle, like perfect specimen. So yeah, you got it easy. (laughs) I was like, okay, all right. You know, I ain't got to go on those thighs. It's really just that triangle. (laughs) I didn't have the best wax, but I got it done. It took me an hour and a half though. See, that's where, Mm -hmm. that's where I knew you know, I was the one sweating, she wasn't. Right. Um, I went through about 150 sticks and two <laughs> pairs of gloves. And it was so, like, for me, more of, oh, I, am I doing it right? I didn't have anyone in there to say whether I'm doing it right or how you start or how you finish. I didn't have a routine or anything. But she was so excited that I did it. And I'm, when I was done, I was kind of like, you know what? I kind of fumbled through. She's like, you know what? I didn't even know. She was on her phone and doing work. And do you feel like I know in your head you were freaking out but do you think that you still exuded some confidence and that's why she was good I think it was more of I was always confident as an esthetician but waxing it, for me, and I'll go back because I was the test dummy in beauty school. Now, I'm a chocolate girl, and I was the only chocolate girl. I don't have curly hair, but everyone was just fascinated. And the teacher waxed me. She was Russian. So wow. I had a really bad That's experience. That's intense. <laughs> and, and at the school, we had the famous honey wax that every school has. So I had a really, really, you know, rough time with it. Oh, my um, gosh. So for for me, that was what I kept playing in my head. Like, oh, I had a bad experience. I hope I don't give her a bad experience. Right. But it, I still kept it, you know, 90 minutes, though, is a long time. And I booked out 90 minutes for her because I just didn't know what was going to happen. Of course. But as I look back now, you know, I created seven-minute resilience. So my whole kind of goal was with that kind of fast wax service was never to allow someone to be in a service that long. Mm-hmm. Experiencing that type of treatment with hair removal for that extended period of time. Right. So the first one it, for me was really, um, it was stressful. It was definitely nerve wracking, but obviously the more I did it, the better I got at it. But what I didn't realize about waxing is that it's definitely a fast money maker. Um, it can definitely be a staple if you focus on it and you really kind of know different than we were in school. I think that's the one thing that school really doesn't do a great job at waxing because they really only prepare you for state board. So you do browse and you do lift, but you don't really move on body waxing. I totally so, agree. You know, I, I, I really couldn't, I couldn't balance the two because a bikini wax is completely different than a Brazilian. Mm-hmm. So I really had to practice and I had to practice without paying people. Thank God she paid me. She was so cool about it. But well, she forced I, you to do it. She did. I mean, she was like, let's put it on the books. I'm like, oh God. I mean, and I'm a very strong person. So to have someone really push me outside my comfort zone in that way, but dangle that money too. Yeah, yeah. I was like, dang, I can't really let that go. That's no. Chris, $100 bill she's talking about bringing. I'm like, oh. Well, $100 bill to like just kind of experiment. <laughs> it was it was really an eye opener for me because I couldn't, I couldn't grasp the understanding of why people enjoyed it to 
can I get it under an hour and 30 minutes? Right. Like I couldn't, I couldn't correlate the two. And I think starting off, I was so super hard on myself, not realizing it's not something that you're really taught. No. We're not taught body waxing in school because we only need a brow and a brow wax on one eye and a tweeze on the other. Right. So it's so like, uh, right and left. So when I started really looking at the understanding of hair removal and how people were so successful, then this was before Groupon. This was before Yelp. I'm dating myself now. This is way <laughs> before all of that. This was really straight up word of mouth. You grew your business by word of mouth or spending a god-awful amount of money putting an ad in a phone book. Absolutely. That's really how it worked. So it wasn't, you know, that I could really um, worry about people being upset and saying anything because if they didn't like it, they just never come back. Right. Now we worry about so many people, you know, talking crazy, even if they never got a service with us on all these social media Oh, they platforms. could just take go to Instagram and be like this never go to this person and then you're right, dead. Right. Yep. So I really got focused and said, okay, in order for me to keep consistent income, let me make waxing the balancer. Facials are great. Selling products is great. But waxing can be really that hidden part of my business that is really a staple. Because really, honestly, truly, truly, waxing is the same year-round. Most people who have a really consistent business with hair removal, they know it doesn't matter the seasons or time of year, back to school. None of that really affects a good brow wax, a bikini wax, or even underarm. Right. So, you know, I really said, okay, if I can become faster, I can move more people in an hour I can really turn over the room faster I could just really get my cost per service lower and my income take home higher so what I did for a year is that I I did free services I put an ad on Craigslist and that was back when Craigslist was like a crazy like people die now. wasn't scary but, to go <laughs> right like like people are getting killed off Craigslist like not way before all of that happened and I did it and I only did it once a month I forced myself to take 30-minute appointments, and I had a full studio, so it could be someone who's never gotten a service from me. So it was brand new people coming into my business. They could only get it one time because after they got a service, whether it was paid or not, they were considered a client. So I constantly saw 20 new people every month just doing Brazilian waxing. Wow. And for free. Well, I have to also know the way I worded it in my ad was very different. So I said men and women. Nowadays, people are very scared of waxing men. Mm-hmm. And honestly, men, in my opinion, are the most um, consistent clientele. Well, because they're not going to keep going, they're finding new people. Keep, they're, and they're not going to be in their mirror in the car right. saying you missed a hair. <laughs> or they're not going to go home and be in front of the bed with that hand mirror saying she missed two hairs on my labia. Like, just on women um men uh, to be honest i charge more i really do it really kind of clears out the whole crazy people um because for men it can be a fetish and you you know as a woman you have to be careful it is yeah i've had my share i've had my share i bet uh you know men who only want their butt waxed (laughs) and i never clicked that until i really started thinking about it and these were older married men so it really kind of threw me a little bit and then i would have like um men who would just come in and be totally naked And, and here's the thing about totally naked men when you're waxing if i'm waxing you from head to toe totally naked's okay 
but if I'm only doing like your back, keep your pants need, on. <laughs> I don't need your socks off. I don't need your drawers off. I need. I, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. It is, and I. But here's the thing: I still enjoy it. I still. Even after all these years, I still tell so many estheticians, you know, it's the one thing that you can do with such a little amount of income to invest, but yield such a high return. It's still the only service in our industry that doesn't require a whole bunch of equipment. You can really get away with a massage table. You can invest in some great wax, get an awesome warmer that's going to last you for a while and still make a, a living. Right. Like it doesn't have to require you to invest, you know, thousands of dollars in the back bar and then, you know, advertise. Really, waxing is really one of those services that even as medical professions are coming into our industry, they're not really wanting to do. You know, doctors and nurses are not going to want to wax. Right, that's so true. It's really the last kind of thing that we have as estheticians that we can really say that it's our own. Um, and I really t- I encourage people to say that, you know, be really great at it really enjoy it. And if you don't like it, don't do it. Right, because which is why I stopped doing it because I'm like, I don't like it. And it hurt my back and I was like, forget oh, it. I just, yeah. it wasn't worth it to me, you know? And I was, and I was like you, I loved facial. So that's how I started out. And I did some waxing. Cause you know, when you're, when you first start out, you're like, I got to do it all. Um, I just didn't do Brazilians. Even though I was trained, I had a mentor and she trained me on men and women. I still was like, I'm not comfortable after just a training session. So that was never part of my menu. And I, and now recently within the past year, I've actually taken off all body waxing except for underarms. And then I do all face waxing, but I don't like it. So I, well, I don't mind the face waxing. I'm just saying, I don't like the body waxing. So I'm like, why do it? I'd rather have my clients go to somebody who does enjoy it. Mm -hmm. You do have to like it. I will say that that's the one thing that people really pick up on. Um, because you have to remember, they're taking some article of clothing off to be vulnerable. Right. And if you have that really kind of stank energy, like, <laughs> I do another one, they know, yep. you know, and then, then they start sweating and then, you know, it just, it goes, it goes to the left. And I really was more of a, I'm a speed waxer, but I'm really kind of a, 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 a consistent speed waxer. Like I do the same thing over and over with everybody, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. um, and I really have a great rhythm. Like I can wax with my eyes closed. Like I really, truly know um, my routine. And so as I'm in a routine, I'm so robotic now that I can truly have conversations with you and just move at the same speed. But that takes time to get to. Right. And I think that when you see a lot of people who are sharing all of their work, whether it's on social media, Instagram, Facebook, or whatever, people don't really know that backstory to getting there. Like those brows and those hundreds of brows didn't get there in year one mm-hmm. most people are like year 13 14 15 when they become comfortable with it and it becomes a routine and i think that's the biggest thing that i see when people ask to train with me it's always like you do know that it's going to take you time so if you put yourself in that position of saying i'm going to be able to put my hands in the wax every single day it's very different then you saying I'm just going to wax in the summer months or spring and summer. Right. Like the great ones are the ones that are always waxing. No different than skincare, no different than your epilogue and your petrissage and all your modalities of massage. The reason you're great is because you're repeatedly doing it over and over. Right. Waxing is kind of the same thing. If you always know and you're comfortable with your wax, you know the temperature by looking at it. You know that you want to throw away on your left so your garbage is always on your left. You know the mm-hmm. bed height is perfect and you have a grounding mat under your your feet you're in your tennis shoes and you're good to go 
it becomes so much a routine less than let me think really hard where do I start where do I end and it's hard to explain that to estheticians who are new or who are fearful and the fear is is definitely something that I say is normal right it was normal for me but working through the fear and understanding the hair is going to grow back it's okay if you took too much off it'll grow back Mm -hmm. you know um if they don't be forthcoming with the fact that they love their medications or they're on some topicals again not your fault but they'll be okay if you if you can get past that waxing can be really enjoyable but i i'm agree with you you know i started around year 10 or 11 is when my back started hurting i started getting a chiropractor and a massage i started changing ergonomically how i wax like everyone comes to me i don't run around the table um I really started working in tennis shoes, long gong for, you know, the cute shoes. <laughs> I really started being really, really comfortable to listen to my body because it was and still is very repetitive. Um, and I find that as estheticians, we don't eat when we work. We don't drink enough water. You know, we don't take care of our bodies because we take care of other people. But when we're not working is when all of that kind of catches up. Absolutely. And, our longevity is really kind of 20 years max, especially mm-hmm. if we do a lot of body work. Um, but we don't, when we get to year 19 or 20, we don't take care of ourselves to really get there. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, I have a lot of people that talk about repetitive strain and, uh, you know, all of that, especially with their hands and estheticians who don't wax. You know, we don't take care of ourselves um, enough to understand that over an extended period of time, our body does start to break down. It sure does. And then it becomes painful to do that facial, to do that wax. Right. And then that all goes into the experience for our client because our client Absolutely. feels what we feel. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I think, you know, when I started, I was so much in that hustle game. How many people can I see? Mm-hmm. How many, um, how fast can I turn my bed over? How can I, um, maximize my cost per service? How can I bring home more income? What can I do to upsell? All of those things are great, but I never understood what the toll would be on my body. So taking care of my body became third, fourth, and fifth instead of number one. Because if I didn't have my body and it wasn't great, I couldn't perform all these great services and do all these great things. And it really wasn't until about year 10 was really when I started changing and saying, good Lord, my feet hurt, my back hurt, and I'm not even done with my day. I'm going to really figure out something else. And that's... You know, that's, I think, the the plight of every esthetician or every body worker is, you know, at what point do you really start listening to your body? I agree. And I have to say, I mean, I don't know if this was, I mean, I I call it lucky, but, you know, within the first year, I was having problems with my left hand. Um, Two of my fingers, for some reason, like, I'd wake up in, like, such pain and I couldn't, like, move my thumb or whatever. And I'm like, I've only been doing this for less than, what's happening? Like, it scared me. And so my mom, actually, her friend is a hand therapist, so I went and saw her, and she gave me this glove, and, like, I went so you know, did some therapy, and then it got better. And after that, I thought, you know, what can I do to lessen the strain on my hands? And one of the things was I cut down my massage, because at the end of the day, I'm not a massage therapist, and I don't want my clients coming to me because I give a great massage, (laughs) you know? I want them, like, loving their skin. So now I do three minutes instead of ten minutes. My clients are still really happy, and I've never had one person comment, and that made a difference. And I haven't had issues with my hands since, and I thought that's such an easy thing to cut back on and make a difference long term. Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that because 
you know, I, I mentor folks and I tell them, I said, you know, here's the thing. If, if, if they're looking for a great massage, then they're going to have to pay for it. And I have one facial. It's $250. That includes massage. But I also don't have any other facial. So I also think it's the mindset of, of the esthetician. Like, what is your goal with that? Are you here to treat and correct? Or are you here to relax? Right. And for me, the relaxation came really easy. In that 250 facial, you have a nice warm stone right on your chest. Mm-hmm. You have a nice little neck pillow that's nice and warm. And those little things and mean so absolutely. much to them. Mm-hmm. And it really changed my understanding as I don't physically, because here's the thing, let's go back to beauty school. We're based off of European, right? We have European facial. Mm-hmm. Your European facial meant 10 to 12 minutes of massage from neck, chest, uh, 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 sorry, decollete, <laughs> your neck, head, and scalp. All of my teachers in beauty school were Sedesco trained, and none of them were from the U.S., except for one. Oh, wow. So, oh, yeah, we had Russia, we had Hungary, we had um, oh, a couple other countries. And, you know, over there, they trained for three years. Oh, goodness. So, yeah, so when you come, when, when I was in school, that massage and defining that, you know, um, Dr. Vauder technique was a huge thing when I was in school, and manual lymphatic drainage, which drains your hands was a really big deal. But then you look at, you know, most people, they can be relaxed without having so much manipulation from your hands. Mm -hmm. And I am like you, I'm not a massage therapist. I go to one, but I I can't get my hands and my body to transfer that kind of energy. I couldn't do it. So you pay for it. Right. And I just think play to your strengths, you know, mm-hmm. and and I think that as an esthetician, it's our job to say this is what we do and this is what we don't do and not let yeah. the client dictate or and, and I think that also comes with experience and it comes with confidence yes. and all that, you know, of course, how I am now is not how I was on day oh, one, honey. you know, yes. you just learn yes. so much from just doing it. And then, you know, and I, my menu has changed so much because like yeah. I said, I start out with like, I'm going to do all waxing, all, you know, except for Brazilian, I'll do it all. And then I got to be where I'm like, well, I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that. And I, my menu got smaller, but I think I got better. Yeah. Because I concentrated on what I wanted to do and what my clients needed. And that made a difference. And it does. It takes time. I mean, if I look back in my first two to three years in my career, oh, my God, I bent over backwards for people. Oh, my God. I would be like, oh, oh, you can't come? Well, when can you come? Yep. I'll wait here for you. Yep. Yeah, no, honey. I'll come on my day off. No problem. <laughs> you got to rebook, honey. I'm, I'm not. No, that's not going to happen. These are the days that I'm available. And these are the days that I work. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> they'll work you as much as they can. And then you can tell you set the rules. But, you know, you know, going back to waxing, I think that's true, too, is that's why I said, like, did that client, that first client, does she know that you were sweating? Because I think that, you know, if you can portray that you know what you're doing, and they get that sense, that goes so far, you know? It does. It does. It does until it goes wrong. Of course. Until that rip is not a good rip, until that, you know. And and the thing is, too, is I've had plenty of issues with mishaps and um, I wouldn't say mistakes. I would just say um, the skin didn't agree with what I was trying to (laughs) do. Right, right. Not mistakes, opportunities to do better. Yes, yes. You know, the thing is, too, is you have to kind of have those little things. Um, you know, I've had them in, I would say I've had an equal amount of mishaps happen in a treatment room as I have in training situations where I'm training other estheticians. It's been very equal. 
Um, and it's been good learning opportunities for me as well as a student that, you know, me being there when they have a mishap, I'll never forget we were waxing some, um, a gentleman and it was at a spa and he was getting a wax for his wife and the esthetician was not holding him correctly and it happened right on the top of the shaft and it, that, that, it just split right across and when she went to remove it, it was just that little base right there where it's from the top mound to the top of the shaft. And that little line peeked out and then the blood started coming. Oh. And I opened it and I said, oh. Yikes. And, you know, I just told her, I said, be okay. I'm uh, Listen to what I'm going to tell him because I took her outside the room. I said, we're going to have a little bit of a situation. I'm going to go ahead and tell him what's going on and advise him he needs to go to the hospital. Oh, gosh. So just listen at how I say it. And it's okay. It happens. Um, and he's not aware of it. So oh we gosh. talked to him and I told him, I put a little bit of my ouch bomb on. I made it really thick. I said, you know, you're going to have some situations. It's going to be a little sore. You may need to go to the doctor. Um, but there's a little, little bit of skin here that separated. And he kind of didn't quite understand that. And um, during the training, he called back and said, oh, it looks like it, it, it looks like my, my dick broke. And oh, I, no. It didn't break. It's just <laughs> the skin just separated. But he's like, well, I, I, my wife thinks I need to go to the hospital. I was doing it for her. And we oh, can't no. use it. No, oh, you're no. going to need to go to the hospital. Uh, it didn't break. It's just the skin just decided to, to separate a little bit. Oh, my and so, gosh. You know, in that, you know, you always feel bad about it, but it's nothing you can do once it happens. And I think that's the one thing that I've learned in every mishap is that, you know, you didn't know. And there's so many different variables that happen when skin breaks, separate, lifts. There's so many different things that happen um, that you really have a small inkling of information until it has the mishap. Then people want to decide to go back and say, oh, well. Yes. I am on this medication. Yes. Oh, well, I did use this topical or, oh, well, I never had a wax before. Um, <laughs> that's when that's kind of when you have to really, you know, rely on your knowledge of skin. Um, it's not the end of the world, but it is something that's very devastating to explain to someone. It's devastating to see. Um, and I've seen, you know, it all. I've, I've had to cut wax out of people before. I've had I've seen, you know, tears in the labia. I've seen tears in the scrotum. I haven't done it, but I've seen it. Um, but the top of the little, the little, the little shaft, that's just as bad as, as the testicles, in my opinion. Um, oh, wow. But, you know, those kinds of mishaps are things I think we really just don't talk about in our education as far as hair removal, especially waxing. We don't, we don't, we always want to show a perfect, right. but we never want to talk about a mishap. And that's one of the things I really do in my training. Whenever I do a trade show, I always show, and I have a training video where everything goes wrong. Like everything you can think of goes wrong. The wax doesn't come out. It's three inches long. It's balling up. You know, you're having a client hold. You're waxing with hard and soft wax. I mean, I, I really try to give as much of a realistic situation than showing that perfect video of a size two and the triangle. Right, of course. And I think that's only. important because when you're mm -hmm. starting out or even like, say I decided that I was going to start doing waxing, you know, eight years yeah. in, like, it's just, you want to know that people make mistakes and like intellectually, oh. you know that nobody's perfect, but when you actually see it, it there's some comfort, it, you know, misery love, co loves company, right? I mean, Absolutely. there's, you take comfort in like, okay, she look where she is now. And she went through this, you know? Mm -hmm. 
it, it, it helps you. And I think the other thing that, you know, when we make mistakes with clients or situation, whatever it is, to, I think, be honest about it and tell the client, you know, I've heard situations, I've been in situations where people kind of try to lie their way out of it. Yeah. And I think that's the worst thing that you can do. And it comes from being embarrassed. But if yes. you own it, a client is going to, I mean, there's always exceptions to the rules, but for the most part, I think clients are going to accept it and be like, okay, yeah, we make mistakes, but thank you for being honest. Yeah, and that's a hard place to get to, and it won't come easy. Um, it, it, our, our reflex is to protect. Right. Our reflex is to deflect. And um, I have had situations, well, you know, here's the thing, too. When the scissors come out and you start cutting hair, you really can't get around that. People know what's <laughs> going on. Um, when the stick breaks, you know, they hear the snap. I mean, there's certain things that you just can't get around. Um the, the, you know, the biggest fear for most people is is harming to the point of blood. Like, that's where we, as humans, don't want to inflict, right? We don't have that mindset of nurses and doctors that work in blood and broken skin a lot. It was funny, when I started working for a doctor, you know, it, it, it for me, it changed because doctors, especially in our cosmetic aesthetics is very different they're used to the pinpoint needling of blood they're used to working in that all the time right and when i started witnessing that i was kind of like you know they don't really do anything they take that little two by two and they just wipe it away and keep going and i'm always like maybe i should really start understanding my relationship with it is it more that i don't want to inflict harm or pain or am i understanding that the skin at some point is compromised when I changed my mindset about the skin being compromised when it does not do what I needed to do, then I became more honest in saying your skin was just a little bit too dry in this area, and so it did not cooperate with the hair removal process. So what happened was when the hair removed, it took some skin with it, but here's what I can do for you. Mm -hmm. Here is this balm that's going to protect it, and you're going to use it for the next couple of days. This is what's going to happen. You're going to scab over and you're going to be good versus saying, oh, you know, you might have a little bit of discomfort in the next couple days. And right. then when that caller email came back saying I had more than discomfort, I had skin missing. It was shiny. Yeah. And you didn't tell me. Like, I really started changing the way I looked at how skin was responding because it was really that whole idea of looking at I worked under a doctor. She had three nurses. They did, we did everything, injections, IPL, all of that. But the way they worked with blood was very different because I had never seen it in a setting that it wasn't, oh, no. In the spa setting and in the aesthetic setting, our reaction to blood is, oh, no. Right. But when I was in that setting and watching, I'm like, they don't even flinch. No. Me, I was like, ooh, 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 ooh. And she's like, no, it's fine. They wipe it away, they keep going. They wipe it away, they keep going. And I really started saying, okay, I need to start taking that same understanding and relax and really explain. So the next incident that I had, it was really that. And I was so shocked that the client was like, oh, my gosh, no worries. I probably scrubbed a little bit too hard. And I, or, oh. One lady, she used Dawn soap, <gasps> the foaming soap, to cleanse her vagina. Oh, and goodness. So that conversation opened up after the lift. And oh, my gosh. I finally figured out, like, oh my maybe I should be educating people on proper care. Like prior and post. Did yeah. she think she was helping by doing that? Yeah. Or is that what she, okay, so but that wasn't like her normal cleanser. No, that was okay. what she made. So she had body soap, but she used Dawn and the and the booty and cootie. Yeah. What was her? Because to really get it clean, like what was her reasoning? Yeah. Clean, You'd okay, cleanly. Surprised at what people tell me. Like I had, I've had estheticians tell me that they over scrub.
because of the fact of scrubbing. Right. Women's health, especially vaginal health, is very interesting to me the way we understand it. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of women don't really understand their body, mm-hmm. specifically in the vaginal area. Mm-hmm. Um, and their care for it reflects in the skin. And so even when I started creating my products that would help pH, I really started figuring out women just, they, they would rather someone else tell them than to understand their own body. Yes. And yes. so when I had that conversation after lifting her skin and realizing she's using Dawn foaming soap, it was like, how did you get to the Dawn foaming soap just for your vagina though? Like what made you go there? How did you make versus... that jump? <laughs> yeah. Like you took dishwashing soap. What'd she say? She's like, I really just, I, 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 what she said something stupid like she read it somewhere or someone told her and it was almost like I had to like rein in my face because I'm a very expressive person and I had to rein it in like but you're using dish well, and I think of like that commercial where they like clean those ducks that ha- with the oil spill. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's yes. what they use to get oil off of ducks. Yes. Like you can't use it for your vagina. No, like, just... but you would be surprised at what people do. See, this is why I don't wax down there. <laughs> I'm like, you're doing what? Regularly? Oh. I mean, my like it hurts just thinking. Like you know, I just. Been shocked at the sight of it, and it's funny because I even say to women, I say, "Here's the skin. Here's the thing. This skin is not exposed. You don't expose it to the environment. Mm-hmm. Hopefully so not. Fact, well, hopefully. <laughs> but you have a really angry situation happening here, and you're. I'm sure you're not balanced. Your pH is very off. So it's not helping. Like you're trying to to get. And most of the time, people use extreme stuff with ingrowns. And I'm always like, but what you're using is actually causing the ingrowns. Exactly, exactly. I know. Well, I don't think people understand what causes the ingrowns. So, yeah. They don't. Yeah. And it opens up this whole other little avenue while I'm down there, hair removal. (laughs) But then I'm starting to go into vaginal health because it's like, you do know that there's things that you can do that don't have to be like this extreme. Right. And I find that it's, it's, it's not just, it, it, and it's not just, uh, it's across the board, young, old, I'm telling you. Oh, there's yeah. women who have toilet paper that is just balled up in their butt. Oh, come on. <laughs> so I just can't imagine, like, I would, yeah, you know what? I might be the Dawn soap person because I would just want to make sure everything was clean. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, too, it's like, okay, but do you not feel toilet paper? I know. Oh my gosh, I can't. I just can't. It's a lot. It's a lot. But I, 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 the thing I think that attracted me to it the most, too, was that, again, it's very instant, but you, I also have way different other things that we talk about outside of skin that really, because people separate skin. They separate their face from their body, from their vaginal and anal area. They're they like do. all these little four little quadrants that people want to put different things on, yeah. not realizing it's all one big thing. Right. Okay. Right, okay. right. So what do you, if somebody wants to get ready for a wax, how do you recommend that they cleanse? Is there something See, specific or? No. And that's, I think the thing is such a big, you know, the vagina is a self-cleaning mechanism. Like, <laughs> right. We don't need extra stuff. Like, and the stuff that we do use actually causes more damage than good. Right. That's like, what I've heard with those, when yeah. you, those douching things or whatever, oh, like it douching, actually disrupts and yeah. All of it. It just takes it to another place. And, yeah. And, 
people always say, oh, you know, I don't want to smell. And I'm like, but your smell is because you're using things that your body doesn't agree with. Right. So if you would stop using those things, and I've even gone to the extreme, like I don't even use toilet paper anymore because there's so much perfumes and bleach and all these harmful things in toilet paper. I've gone so basic and I don't even have a scent anymore. And it was funny. I had this conversation. My daughter had eczema. And I was having this conversation with a woman um, I was waxing. I said, have you ever thought about your toilet paper is actually what's irritating you? Because she had gone down to the bare bones. She's like, I'm not even using anything harsh. I said, you might want to look at your toilet paper. Charmin, um, First Northern, highly, highly, highly sensitive. Very, very perfumed. Well, you can smell it when you open you the... Smell yeah. It when you open. I don't like I that said, toilet paper, any of those really I, soft I ones. I old school... I'm at a plain white old school paper towel. Oh, I thought maybe you I were used, using leaves or something. No. <laughs> Just kidding. No. I use... Oh, God, no. Um, <laughs> me, please. I barely get outside. But I really um, went to... Is it Scott's, I think? Was Scott's? Like the white one, it's nothing on it, no dye. That is what I use, and I have not had any issues. Toilet paper is a really big one, especially with women, that we don't talk about. And, and, and I'm going to even clue you in even more. This is why I know it's a topic, is because when you go to the doctors, there's a reason why they have one ply. Oh! I just thought they were saving money. <laughs> no. Because all the rest of those ones are perfumed, and they're... My, mom, so my mom lives in the South, and we went by a... Um, toilet paper factory or a paper factory it is the worst smelling thing you would ever it smells horrible at that paper factory wow everything so they put the perfume into the toilet paper to cover it because it smells bad wow that's so interesting yeah so even with that when i started treating like in my own studio i'm like okay we're gonna have the most basic things right here for everyone i'm not even gonna do wipes i'm gonna really just do straight basic stuff and it was eye-opening when I started telling clients, I said, you, do you notice why I have just basic things in the toilet? And they're like, oh, I really never understood that. A lot of toilet paper, and this is why I go back to the toilet paper in the bed, is because people don't realize what they're using in those areas and how it affects the pH, how it affects the skin, how it affects the scent. The body's trying to fight it and get rid of it. It's interesting. Yeah, that is. I never, I mean, honestly, when I knew we were going to talk today, I didn't think the conversation would go in this direction. <laughs> And that's the one thing about, I would say, most estheticians when I talk to them, they already know. Like, I even have a product called Funk Buster, and it's to help clean out those really stinky people. Stinky feet, stinky butts, smokers, all of that. What are right? people doing? Why don't they smell? I don't understand. It's not that hard. It becomes that normal, but then they're always like, oh, I'm going to wear perfume to cover it up. Oh, no. This thing will go away. And no. so I've been educating a lot of my estheticians. I have a soap that is really specifically for the personal area, and it is 100% our bestseller because it takes the scent away from women especially in their vagina after three days and it was formulated for my daughter who has eczema she as she's gotten older she's 13 her eczema moved of course and it moved into the vaginal area so we took away all soaps in our house oh wow and i was like i have to create something for her to cleanse that won't throw off ph won't give her yeast infections but we're really because she's young yeah really just keep it basic but not you know take away the itch take away the bumps take away the scratching and the flaky skin right and the soap is amazing and we sell thousands of bars but it doesn't dawn on people that you don't have to have a heavy scented product 
You don't have to have anything that's over the top. Natural oils are already there. Your body recognizes it. That's why we love all these essential oils. Yep. Our body, our, our bodies are really smart. Like I always, I, I try to tell my clients that, you know, when they, when people want to use something on their face and it's, they're clearly reacting and they think that this is just the period that they have to go through. And I'm like, but think about when you get food poisoning, you, your body says, no, thank you. It immediately throws up. That's what your skin is doing. Absolutely. And people don't want to listen. They just think there's this like, I don't know, incubation period. I don't know that they think they have to go through. You did it. So I saw you and then they came. Yes. So you did it. Yes. That's the the story I used to get all the time. So I broke it down and say, okay, so let's talk about the skin cell cycle. See, your zits were there. Right. I just helped them come out faster. That's okay. Right. But they were there. I didn't put them in there. Right. Right. They were already there. Right. But nobody wants responsibility though either. (laughs) Never. It's your fault. Are you kidding Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Okay, so I wanted, before I forgot, because you brought up that oil bomb. Yeah. That Okay, so I saw that on your site. What is that exactly? Ouch bomb is like a little magic little concoction in a tin. It's, the, it's an old school salve. Um, and salves back in the day, as you know, were used for everything. Mm-hmm. Cuts, boo-boos, abrasions, protections, helps chafing. And I really went back old school when I created it. I, I created it for my daughter. My daughter has really been my muse. Um, she's super, super sensitive, like to the point where uh, certain things will trigger her and, and have her eczema flare up. And so I really wanted to have a protectant on her face that was super thick, that was gonna be moisturizing all day. And I couldn't go to a cream. I had to go back old school to a salve. So Ouch Balm is a salve. It is used for everything, specifically post-wax, really great for those first-time waxers because their skin is sensitive because they're like what happened so you clean it after the waxing and then you put that balm on no you don't that balm does it all oh okay you don't have to clean anything oh literally just put it on it does everything so that's one step that's one step post wax that is it that is also known as our sex balm so Those clients that want to get that Brazilian wax, don't listen to the 48-hour rule, want to go home and rub on somebody and make it rustle, you can put that on you and your partner. There will be no frictions, no bumps, no oh. nothing. Y'all can do whatever you want. That's and incredible. That job stays. And that's for so face, too? That's for everything. Oh, body, my fingers, gosh. toes. Well, I'm going to have to buy some of that for my for the face, though, because I'm anxious. <laughs> I like what I use, but I this sounds amazing. It's, it's amazing. So I actually just created the oil to it. I took out the beeswax, and now there's an oil. So I have both an oil, which is called Ouch Bomb Oil, and then I have Ouch Bomb, which is the salve. We sell more of the salve because it is multi-use. Uh-huh. Um, and it's funny, Kelly Baker Brows just took it everywhere she's toured all year long. And I'm telling you, people are running to us. And I'm like... It sounds... I mean, I'm like I said, I'm not even a big waxer, and I'm like, I want yes. it just for my face waxing because it sounds amazing. It's you know, phenomenal. And then people are like, what's that smell? It smells so good. Can I have it too? So of course, you know, we have it for retail. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's a great product. I mean, I really did not think creating a product for my daughter and her eczema would really turn into a post wax product. It, I didn't, I never put the two the same. I really kind of was like, Oh, I got to protect her. And she's also a dancer. So now it's her makeup primer. 
Um, I interviewed a gal uh, just recently. She uses it in her Bobbi Brown makeup when it's dry because she's in Colorado. She's like, put a little bit of alcohol in it and it gives me that moisture. I'm like, really? Interesting. Wow. I love new so uses for things. It's morphed into a whole big little... I should have a little just group just about Ouch Bomb lovers because there's people that use it for everything. Well, you should. I mean, my nephews, um, they're actually moved to Utah last year and they oh. all have eczema and yes. one of them has it worse than the other two, but they, um, you know, it comes and goes. But, you know, yes. my sister, I mean, because they can do like the steroid, you know, creams and stuff like that. But my sister's like, I don't want, you know, her kids are, they just no. turned eight. She doesn't want to do that, you yeah. know. So I'm actually going to, I'll purchase some for her and yeah, see if it, it works for them. They'll love it. That would be great. been looking for a miracle forever. Yeah, um, absolutely. Okay, so the other thing I wanted to uh, talk about on your site that I saw was that illuminating treatment. Uh-huh. That looks so awesome. <laughs> it is. It's, it, actually, it was a long time coming. Um, I'm not a fan, and I'll, I'll be very honest, I'm not a fan of facials. I'm not a fan of bleaching. Yeah. Um, so you don't offer of, anal bleaching? I do not. Okay. Oh God, no, now, why aren't you a fan? I'm not a fan because here's the thing. In order for you to change the color of that tissue, it has to be absorbed. Right. If you, if you understand the anal tissue, that goes directly into the bloodstream. Okay. There's no point. Whatever. You know, it's right. great in the porn place. It's great over there. So I leave it over there. Right. But Jay Shoals, I don't agree with because of the fact that it's a vajayshul. I understand. I love, I'm a big treatment fan. I, I don't, it, that area doesn't need steam. It yeah. doesn't need to be scrubbed on. Oh, all the things that you see on the social media, I don't really agree with because the skin is the skin. Can you call Gwyneth Paltrow and maybe let her know about oh, stop gosh. telling people to steam their vaginas? I'm just kind of like, you know, people who do them, fine. I agree, but I don't really agree with the whole vajayshul. Now, bee steaming and all that, that's a whole other ball of wax that I don't even get into. I leave it over there with them. But why do um, you need it? Why Why all of a sudden are people saying, or they're just, this is something we can charge for, so we're going to do it? Or do you think people really believe that they're it's doing something? I don't know. I mean, I've heard people that say that has helped, and I've heard people that say it hasn't. I've never experienced it, nor do I have the desire to. Um but I don't know if it fits into our aesthetic realm, though. Right. I think that's where I have the, the problem with this. As estheticians, it, I don't really think it fits there. We're, we're really about skin. Right. The outside, so I, not the inside. There we go. Yeah. So our illuminating treatment um, came after, really for me, because I had dark underarms for such a long time. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand why. And so I went on, it was about five years, trying to figure out why... Why were my underarms turning dark even though I wasn't using a shaver? So I have gotten every type of hair removal that you can think of except for electrolysis. So I've had my underarms lasered. Um, I've done threading on my face. I've done waxing, sugaring, all of those, right? Mm -hmm. But I still had super dark underarms. And I was like, you know what? I got to figure out why. I got to figure out even though I am not shaving, which is mostly why especially women of color have darker underarms is the shaving mechanical action of the blade itself. Now why? So, why? Uh, Sorry, I don't know dark that. Dark underarms for shaving? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the blade is mechanical exfoliation. So you're scraping along that skin post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. Absolutely. That's why oh. most people have, yeah, that's normal. That's so, so interesting. Okay. took the blade away and started doing all the different types of hair removal, I still had dark underarms. It wasn't until I started changing my deodorant and taking off of an antiperspirant and going on to a natural deodorant that the color started to fade. Okay. And I said, okay, oh, 
okay. So I've had a natural deodorant that we also sell for years, and I've always used it. And I started seeing my my underarms get lighter and lighter and starting to even. I'm like, okay. (laughs) But then it stopped. So I really started figuring out a combination of alpha hydroxys and using clay and coffee. And that's really what is in the treatment. And it's a layering technique. So I'm constantly layering acids, AHA and BHA, on top of each other. Interesting. And it's pulling the color. It's, it's an amazing treatment. Um, we have, and I'll put it like this, I have so many regular people calling my office looking for estheticians to offer the service because I don't have enough estheticians offering that service. And underarm is the number one requested. I would Maybe think so, yeah. Because I have said it and shown it, but bikini, yes, bikini is a lot more stubborn, um, especially if you have a picker or someone who's had this inroads over and over and over again they were home doctors lots of post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation mm-hmm. underarms we see the fastest result and the best result when they use the combination of a natural deodorant which is ours and our illuminating treatment and their home care it's been amazing i have one full page on my website dedicated just to befores and afters and it's always after the first treatment um yeah i know i was checking those out i'm like wait yeah. so this really works yeah <laughs> and the layering technique and there's so many people that ask me they're like why is it work with layering i said because here's the thing when you start talking about alpha and beta you start using coffee is a very powerful product that a lot of people don't really understand mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. especially in the skin when you start using products and you're taking away that antiperspirant and you're really getting in there here's the big thing there's a big movement on natural deodorants right oh huge baking soda is the biggest culprit for hyperpigmentation so my deodorant is baking soda free and aluminum free and it's actually a liquid so it absorbs instantly so there's no cakey there's no rolled up little balls in the underarm crease or anything and it works honey because <laughs> you know those natural deodorants sometimes i'm like yes. i don't think honey that's working <laughs> yes and i am one of them i tried back in the day when i used to work for dermalogica they had a natural deodorant oh wow I never and, knew that. yes they did and i did it and i was working and sweating honey and smoking like a man yes i was <laughs> and i said never again i was back in my 20s so i was dating multiple men i said oh god i can't do this right <laughs> And so when I started creating mine, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take it and go to extreme. So I went to Bangkok. I was there for about two weeks. And that, as you know, is about 80, 90% humidity. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't stink. I said, oh, oh hot damn. Well, if I it works there. <laughs> and putting my booth together, it, they don't turn the air on. It was about 102, 103 degrees oh, while geez. I was working. Jeez. I can't have people come up to me. They're like, you don't stink. I said, I got something here. Our natural deodorant is our number one selling deodorant because it actually works. It's also for feet as well. So if your clients have stinky feet, you can actually put it on the bottom of their feet and they use it as a treatment. It takes the funk away. So wow. I created this really kind of unique product that's so super potent that people are clamoring and they're seeing it. And I, I've actually stopped promoting it on my social media because I have so many regular people looking for estheticians in their area. I don't have enough estheticians offering the treatment. It's it's nothing I would have ever thought. I'm a wax girl, I sell waxes. Yeah. But I really did wanna have, like my for my own underarms, I was tired of them being dark. 
And I'm like, I have to figure out. I'm such a chemist at, in, in my own, at, at home for my daughter. I'm like, I can figure this out. It took me about three years. Yeah. So now the estheticians that are offering it are so busy, they don't even say anything. They just put the pictures up. Wow. I'm like, well, why aren't you telling your esthetician friends so I can have people <laughs> all over the U.S.? So what, what, is it, what does the, tra- the training entail? The training is very simple. It's all online. So it's, it's not like it's hard. I show you, I give you all of your uh, information on your home care and what skins it can't work for. So it can't like do knees, it can't do elbows or anything like that. Can't do thighs, especially if the thighs are rubbing. Mm-hmm. But here's the skin it can work on. Here's the protocol. Here's the full demo. And you can do it immediately post-wax. Here's the demo. You're going to do six treatments. You're going to do it, you know, for 12 weeks. These clients are going to see a difference. They're going to be with you for life. That's amazing. And, and they last. The treat, the, it lasts, the results. It lasts. All they have to do, especially for underarms, is just keeping using the deodorant. It won't go dark. That's so interesting. And then how right? much is it? Because I'm, I'm like, I don't wax, but I kind of want to do this service. <laughs> <laughs> what, What's the training cost? It's only $97. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and then yeah. what do you charge? I mean, I'm in California, but what do you charge in Texas? I always recommend between 80 and 125 per service. Oh, crap. And they need about six? They need six, but that doesn't include the home care. So you got to be on your home care regimen at least two weeks before you start your treatment. Oh, my so gosh. So all in all... You could get from one person between three to eight hundred dollars. That's it's truly insane. a service. Yeah. And the kit is thirty dollars. That's how much it costs you. Uh-huh. Our retail kit is twenty-three. I love like, it. It's so I love super it. easy. And yeah. I keep telling everyone that comes into our store here in Texas, I'm like, Are you doing lemonade treatment? She's like, No, I said I need people. Like, do you want to make money? Yeah. Okay. Here you go. Let's go. Let's <laughs> like here, here's the thing. Like I have no desire to ever wax. Now I'm like, should I start waxing? <laughs> like you've inspired me and, <laughs> and I don't even like waxing, but this treatment sounds really interesting. So I'm going to definitely look into it. And I, I think I'm going to add this to my menu because I, Absolutely. I find this, I, and there's just so many people that, you know, you hear talk about it and I have never offered anything. Cause I, you know, I didn't know that was a thing. Well, if you're only doing underarms, it's easy to add it in. I'm telling you, it's the most easiest service. If I wasn't so busy, I would actually go and get a treatment room and convert one of my rooms in my office and do this all day long. Literally, if I was not so busy and on the road. That's crazy. That's crazy. the, The amount that you get as far as your investment and your ROI is so super high. Mm-hmm. You get one client that tells 10 people, you're done. Yeah. That's all you need. Right, right. And if they do it now, then they're ready for spring and summer. Correct. And yeah. Okay. Well, you've sold me. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, this has been fun. I know it has been. Okay, so tell people exactly where yes. they can find you. Yeah. S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-L-A-Y-N-E-S.com has all of my information on all of my training, including the illuminating treatment and all of that. And then my website for all of my waxes and my products is Smooth Skin Supply. So the website is www.smooth, so S-S-M-O-O-T-H-S-K-I-N, 
S-U-P-P-L-Y.com. And if you click on illuminating treatments on there, you can actually see all of our before and after. I actually have Brazilians on there too because they won't let me put them on social media. So I have no, they won't. Website. <laughs> and um, those have some really great ones as well. So I really am a big advocate of just really information. Like that's how really how I started is the more I know, the more I can share, the more I can educate people just to really be able to survive. I mean, I think from the time I got my license to now, the industry has changed so much. It's changed for me and I've been doing it half your time. I can't believe how much it's changed. Yeah. It's fast. It's super, super fast. So we have, you know, I'm kind of cutting edge. We offer um, a website for our folks who want to retail our products. So we have our marketing club. That has gone phenomenal because there really is no brand out there that will give you a website to sell their retail. Right. Um, And I really wanted to promote those estheticians who want to have multiple streams mm-hmm. like that's the only way you can survive you can't just do what your hands do honey right you right got, you, you, you gotta have multiple money coming in all day long you gotta right? sell <laughs> absolutely so yeah we have a lot of stuff happening but this has been really fun this has what about do you have social media you want people to follow you on all of it's absolutely the same so okay. Stephanie Lanes is on Facebook and Instagram Smooth Skin Supply is on Facebook and Instagram Say Brazil is on Facebook and Instagram um, and YouTube as well. So if you go to Stephanie Lane's on YouTube, I have probably two or 300 videos on there too. Oh, wow. So people yeah. can see all the different types of waxing that you're offering. Absolutely. Yeah. Waxing. I have different blogs where I do training. My husband's on there. I have just kind of like a whole lifestyle is on my YouTube channel. I did see a couple places on your Facebook where you um, roped your husband in to do, do some waxing. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's always fun. He's a big German. So, you know, he's like, no. Yeah. You'll be fine, honey. No big deal. Okay. <laughs> I know when I did my uh, training for the male Brazilian, um, these girls brought in their boyfriends and the boyfriends didn't, they thought they were just going with them. They didn't understand what they were getting themselves into. Oh my gosh. Yes. Those poor guys. They just, <laughs> I don't think I'll they've done it again. <laughs> one more story before I let you go. Um, I was giving a class and, uh, uh, uh I guess not at that time. There were boyfriend and girlfriend that come in. And the guy was very much machismo, in my opinion. You know, male are very funny when you start talking about hair removal. Yes. You have the ones that are very machismo and then get crying on the table. Yes. You have some that don't say anything, but they take it like a man. You know what I'm saying? The silent so sufferers. <laughs> silent sufferers, which are great. I love those. Right? Yes. And he came in, and the class was going on, and, and he's like, oh, you know, I'm not sure if I have enough hair. So usually I'll go to the back of the class, I'll have someone else take over, and I look at his hair. He decided to drop trout. And oh. I was like, okay, so we really going to get this. going to be a good live one today. People like, don't seem shy around you. <laughs> they don't. So he pulled down his little pants. I didn't know his girlfriend was there. So she came storming in, super upset. Oh, God. Like I wanted him. Right. right. And I'm like, oh, right. no, honey, that's all you. Yeah, yeah, we're good. (laughs) So we get him on there, and the girlfriend's there, and she's standing by. And it was kind of odd, because usually when I do a model, the partner will sit and watch with the class, because I have a camera set up and everything. And she didn't do that. She stood next to me. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. You know, like, I I, I almost want to tell her, like, I don't want him. So you can can relax, honey. It's like such a job that they don't understand there's a difference. And I really don't want him. No. Yeah, okay. So he got up there and, you know, pulled down and we got started. 
And when I got to his butt, it was so super dry. And I usually, we wax with oil with our products. So you get an oil pad and you, you know, put everywhere. And he did. And I'm like, let me put a little bit of oil. So I got another oil pad and I put it there and I'm waiting for it, you know, but it absorbed like that. And we all know anything that absorbs that quickly is super, super dehydrated, even if it's oil. So I'm like, oh, right. put the wax there, did my hard wax and the wax wouldn't come off. Oh my God. And I said, oh. So I kind of picked at it and I said, do you use something back here? And he's like, yeah, you know, I use, I use wipes. And I'm like, okay, you know, I took the first strip off and it came off, but it didn't want to, like it dried super fast, just like the oil did. And I'm like, oh God. So I asked him, I said, what are you using back here? Like the pad is that uh, your cleansing pad may not be like a baby wipe, right? Oh no, 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 no. Preparation H. Oh, what? Does he have hemorrhoids? No. I'm like, you do know you have no hemorrhoids here. No, I like the thickness of them. Okay. Oh, my so gosh. your butt is so dry, it's it's holding on to my wax, trying to trying to get moisture from it. He's like, what do you mean? You, people who have preparation age pads is because they have a hemorrhoid. It's to shrink the hemorrhoids. You don't have any. Oh, my God. I, I, I don't get it. So the girlfriend is like inching closer as I'm talking to him, right? So I turn around and use this as a teaching moment. Like, he's super dry. This is what you would do. This is why we have to pass, blah, blah, blah. So I put, and I don't do pre and post on any of my clients. They do it themselves. So I had our ouch bomb on a little stick waiting there. I'm just turning around and teaching. The girlfriend decided to put on the post care. Oh, my gosh. For him. Oh, my gosh. Behind my back. So she's rubbing all over him. Oh my gosh. And the students are like pointing at me like, stop. And I'm looking, I said, what happened? What, what's going on? I turn around the screen, child, a whole porno is going on behind me <laughs> with the ouch bomb. She's rubbing on him, put her finger all in his butt, he done hold his legs up. And I said, if y'all two don't get the F out of here, this is not this kind of show. Oh my She only gosh. has one arm. So I said, I didn't know you only had one arm. So her one arm, honey, moved 100 miles an hour. Oh, my that gosh. That bomb was spread from his booty back up, down the shaft, over the top. I just. Oh, my gosh. I said, uh, excuse me, technical, cut the camera, please. <laughs> <laughs> Not when I signed up. Everyone's face. I had, like, 30 people. They were like, <gasps> Oh my god. And one girl like had her little camera. I said, I don't even know if you want to record this. She's like, I didn't even push record because I was I didn't I said, We're gonna take a break. Oh my god. We have to kick them out. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I mean, I, and I've had some wild those two were the wildest because I waxed her too and he held her labia open. I should have known it was going to be Oh, this is like a fetish for circus. them. Both of them. Oh my gosh. That's just crazy. You never know what you're going to get. Never. That's why I don't do waxing. Never. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Stephanie, that is a great story to end on. I have to say, (laughs) I stopped breathing for a lot of that story because I wasn't sure which direction it was going. Oh, it went there. But that was fantastic. Thank you so much for doing this with me. And I'm sure people have learned a lot. I know personally I'm going to go, um, I'm definitely going to look into doing that, the illuminating treatment because I think, think oh, yeah. that sounds so interesting. And then I'm going to buy some of that balm so for the, the salve for my, for my nephew. So awesome. um, thank you so much, Stephanie. You're welcome. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye.
Well, I hope you guys enjoyed my interview with Stephanie Lanes. I found her very entertaining and really enjoyable. So I hope you guys liked it as much as I enjoyed doing it or talking with her. Um, okay, so don't forget you can follow me on social media at PureSkinOC. And I will, I don't know how many times I'm going to post an episode. Um, I shoot for once a week, but I don't know if that will actually happen. But I will do my best to get an episode out um, almost weekly for you guys. If you have any suggestions, please shoot me an email, devin at pureskinoc.com. And then also don't forget to follow me on social media at pureskinoc. And if you haven't listened to the other episodes on this podcast, you definitely should. There is a special for um, estheticians from our colleague Katie Marshall. She's amazing. I know a lot of you know of her. So listen to that episode and check out the special that she's offering all of you guys. Thanks so much and I hope you have a wonderful week. Bye!